With us today is Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. This is Lisa Headley's strategies for dealing with stress. You can also find Lisa at lalife, L-A-H-life.com. Hi, Lisa. Hi. So, fads, the latest fads. There's always a latest fad, right? So, you know, one of the things we've talked about many, many times as the fad of green juice escalated and exploded and overloaded all of our senses, you know, I always come out with the same thing. First of all, moderation, moderation, moderation. Even if the fad works, don't just let it take over your life. And even if it works for some people, it probably works for some people, but not for others because that great Ayurvedic axiom, it all depends, right? Everything, every cure, every answer, every idea, it just all depends who it's going to apply to well and easily and safely. So I'm sitting with my son, who is the bellwether of all fads, not because he's a faddish guy, because he most certainly is the opposite, but he was telling me all about this coconut oil and butter putting coconut oil and butter in your coffee because he's a barista and he lives in Bushwick. And so that is the epicenter of all new things, right? So he's telling me about this. and I'm like, oh, that sounds completely disgusting. And then I realized, well, you know, in Ayurveda, we make a lot of drinks like evening, nighttime drinks that are made with milk and ghee, which is clarified butter and coconut oil, all of which have qualities to them, which are indisputable. Um, so I thought, well, you know, maybe. And then we go on to discuss it. And he says, well, actually, it comes from this guy who's developed something called bulletproof coffee. So I look up bulletproof coffee. And I find that, yes, this is a man who has come up with this theory, which in practice probably has benefits and probably works in some ways. And he's built a business off of it, a really fantastic business, I have to say. It's very compelling stuff. Because apparently you can turn your coffee into something that has a much longer, smoother, beneficial effect than, you know, if you have a really strong cup of coffee in the morning, you get buzzy and zippy and sometimes your stomach hurts from the acid and blah, blah, blah. But you do have enhanced performance. There have been a million studies on that. And also other benefits that coffee may have. Antioxidant benefits, potentially diabetes benefits, but you know, all these things which we've known to be true for a long time. The overlay here is that you add a coconut oil and butter mixture to it and it becomes this really fantastic, vibrant, brain-enhancing, do-better-on-your-test thing. And then, of course, the man whose website it is has developed a million tangential products, including better coffee and better ways to take the oil and better ways to take the butter and blah, blah, blah. So I go home and I decide, well, I'm going to try this. I'm not going to buy the stuff that he's selling. I'm just going to take coconut oil and clarified butter because in Ayurveda, as I say, we know that the benefits of butter, the medium chain, um, the, the coconut oil is medium chain fatty acids. I mean, I don't want to go into a whole chemical story, but there are real things here about triglycerides and fatty acids and the way they metabolize in your body and in your system. So there are benefits to these things, but the ghee is a clarified, purified form of butter, which leaves you with the good stuff and takes out a lot of the the aspects of it that might be more problematic. 
So I blend them up in a blender because otherwise they just sit on top of the coffee like a disgusting gloppy gloop that is completely inedible if you ask me. And you drink it and it's okay and, you know, okay. And I guess I felt like a smoother buzz and I guess I felt the usual way that I feel sharp and chatty and bouncy (laughs) for a while after I drink a cup of coffee. I guess. I mean, I think it did something. Um, we know that a table, well, we think we know that a tablespoon of coconut oil a day, for example, is enhancing to your metabolism, does potentially help you lose weight. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm down with some of the benefits, but I'm not down with a fad where everybody is now going to start drinking a cup of coffee that is going to cost them 100 to 500 calories plus, you know, so yeah. That's yeah, but it's also, fad. one of the things I saw in the city yesterday was, you know how I am about fads and green juice and everybody running around drinking green juice and right. juiced kale and thyroid. <laughs> right. Because which we've talked about. Which we have talked about. And the reason that I am just bringing this up again is there is something, and I don't know what it is, about the sort of selective or a la carte magic bullet. And when you think about it, or apply common sense to it, and we've talked about this very word frequently, moderation, that just goes out the window. And I, I, I'm baffled, but I'm also concerned. Well, it's, it's just so compelling. I mean, I'm telling you, I go to this website, to this man's website, and I read it, and I'm ready to click the button and buy his better coffee that doesn't have mitotoxins in it. Now, mitotoxins are, are, is a chemical formed by mold. So certain coffees are produced in such a way that, you know, they can potentially have these moldy conditions, et cetera, et cetera. And you really probably do want fair trade coffee and maybe you want organic coffee. And, you know, there's different qualities that you might look for. So I'm compelled by that language and that chat because I do want to be healthier and I do want to feel better and I do want to have enhanced brain function and I don't want to be fat and I don't, you know, all those catchwords and phrases and things, it's very compelling and it makes someone like me who does this for a living, who thinks about this stuff for a living, who really is willing to put oil in my coffee anyway because I'm willing to put ghee and coconut oil in my almond milk at night along with my nutmeg and my saffron because I know it has soothing, nourishing rejuvenating qualities. So I'm, I'm willing to go there with the stimulant aspect in the morning. But, and I'm potentially susceptible to this really great marketing. I mean, here's this guy with cut abs who's come up with this solution and it's fantastic. And you think, oh, I'll just do that every day. It'll be fantastic. And I'll replace my morning cup of joe or five, which, you know, I have clients who tell me they can't sleep at night. And when we back up and we look at the amount of caffeine they're consuming, the amount of stimulant they're consuming in their day, because it may also include chocolate and other things they do, anybody would see that if you just cut out some of the stimulants, you might be able to calm your nervous system better. So, you know, all this language, all these ideas are fantastic ideas. They're things people should be thinking about in their life. And when they are marketed to you in ways that are compelling, even the best of us, even the most thoughtful of us can fall prey. And I think that's what's happened with the green juice fad is that, you know, which we, as I've said we've talked about, and it's going to happen with this coffee too, is that it puts a spin on 
something that looks like a really easy fix. And a lot of times people don't even know what they're fixing. Like if you really ask people, well, are you lacking in energy? Do you really need more energy? Did you get a good night's sleep last night? You woke up refreshed? If the answer is yes, which it rarely is, but if it is, then do you really need to kickstart your day with a hefty dose of caffeine? So, you know, it's really hard to slow down the process when you are reading compelling stuff that makes you feel like, ooh, I want that, I need that, that should be me, I should be having these really great effects. So it's hard, it's hard for people, as I said, it's hard for a professional like me, so it's really hard for people who don't sleep well and are having brain fog and are having some of the symptoms that go along with poor digestion, poor nutrition, poor sleep habits, all of which are you know linked and tied to one another. Um, and it looks like a really good solution. I can drink my troubles away. And, you know, as I keep saying, I tried it myself. I think it probably, and I mean, logically and chemically to my understanding, it probably has some benefits. I, I think it does. But do I want people I know to be running out and having one or, you know, what will happen? People will have three cups of bulletproof coffee a day. No. I don't. I don't want them doing that in the same way I don't want everybody I know and treat and love to be drinking green juice or, as happened with a family member, to go on a week-long green juice fast at vata season in this fall time of year when your digestion is most susceptible to being dry and, and cranky. You know, changeable, mutable, moving, constantly light and dry and mobile, all those qualities that are more prevalent at this time of year. Um, so, you know, to, to talk about that, the green juice thing, in case anybody out there is doing it, because they may well be, not such a terrible thing to dissipate heat you may have built up over the summer, but go very cautiously if you are a certain body type at this time of year and now this late into the season, really not probably your best option to be depriving your body of warm, nourishing, settling, grounding foods. Just look at the squirrels. They're rushing around like mad, filling up on oily, fatty acid nuts and seeds that are going to sustain them for the winter. They are no longer eating grasses and things like that. They, they're they're going for the nourishing and the grounding. So, you know, you just have to pay attention and you have to really process and listen to the message and decide, is this something that just sounds good or is this something I really need that I personally will benefit from? Now, there are certain days when I know I'm going to be, I don't know, giving a lecture or doing something that's going to require a lot of focused attention. And then I'm going for a cup of bulletproof coffee. Okay, it stop, did make me feel good. Stop right there because I think that in that initial assessment, people mm -hmm. are uh, amazingly swayed by what uh, other people either sitting next to them or down the... There's, there's this need to be like everybody else sometimes that impairs judgment. I don't know if it's the need to be like everybody else or if it's that the marketing is so good that everybody thinks it sounds great. And the more people that think it sounds great, the more valid it seems. Well, okay. I, I, I'm absolutely willing to frame it that way. I am trying to say the danger of somebody did this to me the other day. Um, 
more failed communication based on the ping pong of uh, using uh, text where you wait for the other person or you're or, or, or you, you are either waiting for the other person to respond or you are just pelting um, bits of information into the ozone and getting incredibly frustrated or I should say into cyberspace. But the fact is that if you were communicating like that, you would either be clapped up and taken to a, you know, to <clears throat> someplace where you could sit down and relax or, um, you know, you'd go talk to somebody or maybe a friend would come along and say, hey, listen, there's a better way of going about this. Whether it's business or emotional, you know, business or... or um, Love or romance. The, the fact is that actually communicating where one person is listening and where you are using more than the words but the, you know, the timber of the voice or the eyes or the body language to actually tell you what's going on, which is why it's helpful to, you know, from time to time have a person there. But this was a, an emotional situation, and I was informed with, very frustratedly that's even a word, with great frustration. Well, this is the way it's done now. Mm. And I ended up saying, okay, and who's done it and what's essentially their success rate, which was, you know, low. How about non-existent? And so why are we doing it? But it took me so long to extricate the, you know, to get the distance from, well, everybody's doing it that way. That's You're just going to have to adapt. And I will integrate or incorporate anything that works, but I am jiggered if I'm going to change something that does work for swap, you know, swap out something that works for something that doesn't work because everybody else is doing it. And that's where I, that's where age and experience can be a huge benefit. And I Oh, but I don't think even age and experience wins the day. I'm not saying it does. I'm just saying great marketing. I mean, that's the problem. Well, that that's that that good. it was ever thus. Yes, but how do you override that? You know, the only way to override it is to have some little. We all have great little efficient demons on the shoulder going. You can't do this. You're not good enough. I wish we all had a great little angel demon on the other shoulder that was as efficient as telling us, "Really, you're going to buy into that? Really, you're going to go there?" We don't, for some reason. That is just not part of our general emotional mental makeup. Um, the next best thing, the next greatest thing is just waiting there to be sucked into the universe of our thought and action. Um, so, really, you know, I, I'm not, and, and what's really funny about the case of this coffee, and I thought about it a lot as I wrote a post about it, is that I'm not naysaying it. I actually think that it, there's a lot of logic in terms of what I understand to be true to it. But it's the really good opportunity to say, notwithstanding how much I love a good alchemical story, notwithstanding how much I love really good and beneficial results, my comment is the same. Be careful. Be cautious. Make sure it's right for you. And moderation, moderation, moderation. It's the same conversation we had about kale a bunch of months back about how some of it's good for you, too much of it can be decidedly and absolutely bad for you. Uh, right. And I think that people have a hard time hearing or uh, calibrating moderation. How are you supposed to know how much is too much? Especially in this very extreme environment. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And, and I mean, you know, exacerbated by the fact that there is just, as we always say, our news cycle, our fad consciousness is so fast. Fads cycle through so quickly that they're, and, and the intensity is so high. The pitch is just extremely high. And that's what you have to be careful of. I know, but it's, it's funny because this used to happen. I was uh, listening to certain ads for just various things on the way into town the other day. And uh, these were radio ads. And I was going, fake, 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 won't work, won't work, won't uh -uh. work, uh-uh. And from everything ranging from this to, you know, I can make your cockroach dance and I can do this and, <laughs> you know, make a gazillion dollars. And I listen to them and I think, wow, do people really think that this is going to work? And the answer is, of course, yes. That's why these ads are on and there are a lot of people who do or same same thing you know marketing late night television has has gotten a lot of people a lot of things that either do or don't work you know it's a crapshoot but the fact is that individually you have to develop certain skills to not be swayed well, and that's that's what i'm that's what i'm dancing around with you it's like how do you do that like, you know, well, because you've had experience. Well, the only way I know, and this is what I, we always come back to, is it's all about awareness. It's all about having yourself, your mind, in a place where you have a, a baseline of awareness about who you are, what you need, what works for you. So, you know, that's it. It's the laboratory of your own experience that matters and nobody else's. I was talking to a friend who's a, a, a veterinarian the other day because I it has come to my attention that there's a new diet that's speaking of fads for feeding your animal, which is basically you feed your animal what you feed yourself. Ooh, I don't think that's a good idea. Well, oh, that okay. was... Anyway, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was my first... I, I, I listened. I was thinking, wow, this is developed from... It's, it's compelling because then you don't have to cook so much. You know, you just say, okay, here, here's what I eat. Right, and if it works for me and Whoa, so my... cheese pizza, not so much. My first thought was, wow, a lot of the people who are telling me this had mothers who, you know, when I was going out to eat with them, were eating one lemon, you know, one lemon wedge with this or that. So I'm not sure that they're... So first of all, I'm not sure that that the baseline was so good in terms of what should be, you know, what should be eaten, what shouldn't be eaten, just in terms of withholding and, you know, well, I'm feeling this, so I'm going to just have this or only Granny Smith apples or only, don't even want to go there. For nine years, right? Exactly. But, but, <laughs> but speaking of fads, but not, a, not, not a fad, more in, fads imply that everybody's doing it, right? These are more individual, let's just call them idiosyncrasies. Okay. Anyway, fast forward let's to this. <laughs> Let's fast forward to this new diet based on idiosyncrasies. Well, somebody said to me the other day, and it just cracked me up. I'm, I, I, I am making um, a Greek salad. I'm just cutting up the string beans. And I said, sorry? And she said, well, that's my way. I said, okay. Sounds like salad and soise to me, but never mind. <laughs> um, and then fast, then shortly she said, I'm making French fries. I said, really? I didn't know you fried. Oh, no, no, I don't fry them. Roast potatoes. She has them with ketchup, but those are French fries. And this is just a regular. Let's go to the dog diet for a second, because each person assured me that um, it was really, really good for their dogs. And I was again coming from a common sense place, a little bit 
alarmed because I don't see them out there eating deer poop. So why would they think that their makeup is the same? The, the friend said, here's what you should do. You should ask them, okay, well, if they're getting a lot of this, how are, you, how, you know, how, how are they getting the calcium that they need to balance that off? And that tends to start a different type of conversation. Oh, uh, I'm giving them yogurt. Okay, well, how do you know how much is enough? Right. Well, and sooner, some, somewhere in there, you know, there should be an entry point where the person goes, wait a sec, you know, maybe I, maybe I need to find out a little more about this. But just the almost automatic nature in which it becomes, okay, okay, this is a good idea. You know, I, I, I'm always looking for that thing to trigger, the, the same thing that triggered when I mentioned that to you and you said, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, you know, you notice that I didn't stop and say, why? Because when I first heard it, my first response was, I don't think that's a good idea. But I was just surprised that not enough people had had uh, you, you know, that didn't seem that seemed to be the minority response. So I that's where I kind of a combination of human nature and common sense and where where I think that everybody needs someone in their life who isn't a buzzkill, but who can just. Well, but that's what I'm saying is I, I you know, I was very careful as I was even thinking about this and writing it not to be just a oh, psh. It can't possibly work. It's just a fad because that's not correct either. You know, the, the answer is that, well, and there almost always is a grain of truth to all of these things. That's why it's really hard because as we go back to the green juice, it has real benefits for some people sometimes in some seasons, <laughs> right. you know, and it has real benefits. I mean, I, I go and have green juice occasionally and I had a friend say to me the other day, ha, aha, so you do drink green juice. And I was, it was as though to prove that, aha, you know, I was part of the fad now. And I was like, yeah, I drink green juice. I drink green juice when I feel like I need to... Declot. Yeah, declot is the right way you know, to just, say just, it. When just I to... feel like I've gotten, had a lot of like highly right. acidic stuff going on and I feel hot and perturbed and I just want to sort of cleanse out that part of my system. But I, I'm thinking about it in a really considered way. I actually talked myself into yesterday having one of these funny concoctions at this yoga studio here. They blend up all these 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 elements, which any two of them, I think we've talked about this, any two or three of them alone would be fantastic for you, but they blend them up in these ways that are just so counterintuitive that you, you go, what? But yesterday I was passing by and I had just played um, a, a rousing game of of sports and I was very hot and over hot and I thought okay I'm going to go for one of these you know things that I know should theoretically be cleansing and sort of get all this yucky feeling out so I drank it and I as I was going home I, my stomach hurt and my lips were burning and I, I was just like oh my goodness no I knew that this was not a good thing but I needed to like relearn that right and you that's know, sometimes so sometimes the best way to do that <laughs> yeah is to scrub now I do know people that go and swear by every day going over to this place and drinking two or three of these because, well, two must be better than one. And this is a, and it says right on the label that this is a cleansing elixir. This is going to do it for you. It's going to detox you. Well, oh my goodness gracious. I just hesitate to think how these, you know, what's going on in the digestive tracts of most of these people. So, you know, it's, it's very hard to discern what's going on out there. And so every once in a while you do have to try it. Just to see, as I say, in the laboratory of your own experience, in the laboratory of your own body. But you have to be self-aware. You have to drink it and then think to yourself, okay, how did that make me feel? How did that make me respond? Did I feel better 24 hours later? Did I feel 
really bad 24 hours later. The symptoms of why that was bad for me continued till this morning. I think that'll cure me for a while. The yeah. next time I go in there and, and think, oh, that bottle looks so pretty and those ingredients are so good, even though they don't really belong together, but okay. I could use some pineapple to cool, calm the inflammation and I could use some cayenne to do this and I could, yes, I could have used all those things, but not in a two ounce shot of uh, blah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. We'll talk later about other fads and things that might or might not be good. Thank you very much, Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa, Lisa Headley's strategies for dealing with stress. Lisa can also be found at lawlife, L-A-H-life.com.